Welcome back to the channel. We're going to be reading Choosing Beggars again. Our first post. 20,000 piece stained glass window for a shadow in a restaurant newsletter. A little backstory. My dad is 72. He spent 33 years working in a glass factory. They didn't make glass, they cut glass. Not bragging, but my dad is a true artist. He just didn't cut window glass. He cut custom designs and orders. So after COVID hit, I set him up with a YouTube channel. No, I won't share it because I don't share personal info of that level online. Got him all the equipment and showed him the basics of video editing. It's not a huge channel, about 8,000 followers, but he teaches people how to cut glass, tools you'll need, drilling glass, etc. Turns out the craft making crowd was needing this. He tells his viewers to message him with specific questions. Some do. He has a share of trolls, of course, but he called me a little while ago about this message. A restaurant messaged him wanting him to cut a 20,000-piece stained glass window. Dad did this for a church a few decades ago. The church one was 50,000 pieces, and it took him nine months of work days to complete, so he knew the work involved. Big job, but at least he thought good money until he read the conditions attached. He would be responsible for half the cost of the glass. He estimated a total of 5,000 in glass. He would be responsible for the tools, which he figured he could use a diamond cutting instead of a wheel and save some money. It needed to be completed, boxed, and at their restaurant in seven days after the work started. Work must be started within two days of accepting. If a piece was not cut to exact specifications, he would have to pay them for their half of the glass and also replace the piece. He would not receive compensation, but his name would be printed once in the restaurant's newsletter. He would not be allowed to post the build or final project on YouTube. Well, Dad sent a thanks but no thanks reply. The restaurant at least asked him why, and he said the job would end up costing him about 3000 to complete. They ended up sending a couple messages back and forth. The owner didn't realize how the situation works because he told Dad, People come in all the time, take a pic of their food and post it, they pay for the meal. Isn't that how influencers work? They pay you to post your products? He just blocked them. Well, the audacity, bro. Because, okay, listen here, listen here. Not only does he have to pay for the glass, he's got to pay for his tools. He's got to get it done in seven days. He has to start work in two days. That's his last thing took him nine months, which you can cut that in about half because a lot more pieces, okay? That's still like four months, four and a half months, got it? That's still a long time, not one week, four and a half months. You can't expect that amount of work in seven days. Not even allowed to post it on YouTube. And I bet their plan would be, okay, you're gonna make it, we're gonna not like one piece, so then we therefore get it for free because you're going to pay us for the half a glass even though we did like the piece. They would just lie. Guarantee that was their plan. Okay, time for our second post. Is my friend being a choosing beggar? She's refusing to do a job she agreed to. I hope this isn't out of line to post on the subreddit, but I need your opinions. A friend of mine just moved out of her parents' house at age 26, and I don't think that's a bad thing, just bringing it up to provide context. She tried college out a few times, but never felt like it was for her, which I also respect. She's made money babysitting and nannying for the past 10 years while trying to publish a book. Recently, her aunt and uncle in a different state offered her a job nannying for their young son and cleaning the house. The conditions were that she worked 25-ish hours per week for them, and in return she could live in a rent-free in a two-bedroom apartment that they owned down the road, as well as put a weekly paycheck on top of that. 
She jumped on the opportunity since she's been wanting to move at her parents' place for some time now but hasn't had the ability. She's been there for about a month now. The nannying has worked out fine, but she told me yesterday in an urgent phone call that she's decided she can't bring herself to clean anymore. She feels like it's too below her and demeaning to clean someone else's house. It triggered her depression, which I believe and don't take lightly, so she asked for my advice on what to do in the situation. If it were me, I would do the job that I agreed to, especially for the compensation they're offering her. It's hard for me to put myself in her shoes because I find cleaning relaxing and therapeutic. This is a temporary job, so I feel like she should just stick it out until she can find something else. This job allowed her to finally move out of her parents' place. It was pretty much her only way out at this point. She hasn't gained experience in other fields of work and refuses to have any sort of job that requires her to have co-workers, a fixed schedule, or someone supervising her. I feel like she's being ungrateful and too picky about her situation, but I also validate her mental health struggles. Am I a horrible person? What should I tell her? Okay, so this can be tricky because mental health is very, very tricky. While I understand it can trigger her depression, she's also being rude about it because that's like the same as saying maids are trash because they clean other people's houses. No, they're working. Cleaning is work. People make a living off that. I don't know where she's trying to find a job where she won't have coworkers, a fixed schedule, or someone supervising her. Even with nannying, you have a schedule you gotta stick to, you know what I mean? You have bosses. Shit, that child's your coworker. <laughs> so our third post, cousin wants me to make treats for his entire football team for free. So tonight at Bible study, I had made some peanut butter bars. There are treats made out of peanut butter, graham crackers, sugar, butter, and topped with a peanut butter chocolate mix. It's a very easy recipe and they aren't baked. Started making them five years ago and tweaked the recipe a bit to make it better. But I had made some for a birthday party a girl was throwing. I had the treats made and last minute she told me she didn't want me to come anymore. So instead I went to our family Bible study. My cousin came late from football practice, which is normal. He saw I had made his favorite candy and took a few to munch on. At the end of the teaching, we were just hanging out and he asked if I could make some for his team for Friday's game since it was the coach's birthday. I said yes and got a piece of paper, tallied up approximately how much it would cost. I asked him how many each person might eat and he said probably five each. So the total came up to around $31.50. That's if I bought everything offhand, not including my labor cost or tax. He was shocked that I wanted him to pay me. Like, excuse me, it takes like 20 minutes to whip up a batch of normal treats. There are 22 guys on his team, 23 counting the coach. Buy per person is 115 bars. Each batch is 26 bars, meaning I would have to make four batches. He argued that he didn't have that kind of money and I should just do it because I didn't get him anything for his birthday. We came to an agreement if he could get me three bags of chocolate chips for cheaper, I can do it. He's going to ask his guys to donate some money for the coach's birthdays that he can pay me with. I love making these things, and I'm glad this one had a happy ending. I actually have some experience I can shed on this one, because I actually love to bake. And let me tell you, even though things only take like 20 minutes, that's not counting dishes or anything. That's counting just straight making them. And I'm sure it's not counting how long they take to be in the fridge. Because guarantee they have to sit in the fridge for at least a little bit. Guarantee that. So you have to time all of them together and then multiplying them. Sometimes the recipe gets fucked up. And $31.50 is actually a really, 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 really good price. $31 is like what you would charge for a regular cake. This is what I would charge for cinnamon rolls. 
And before you get on me about, oh my god, that's so much money for cinnamon rolls, it cost me $15 without labor to make those cinnamon rolls. And it's a dozen. 30 for a dozen with the frosting is not bad. Time for our last post. It is called Free Food. My county has been doing weekly food giveaways every Saturday since the pandemic started. You drive up, they verify your residence with your ID, and throw boxes of food in your trunk. My county has about 500,000 people, and there is a huge range of communities in terms of income level, food access, and housing stability. One of my neighbors has been going to these giveaways every week. The past three weeks, she has caught me outside working in the yard, and all she does is complain about the food they are handing out. What am I going to do with collard greens, spinach, onions, and apples, and this much chicken? They gave me five pounds of tater tots. What the fuck? Etc, etc. If she needed the food, I would understand, but it sure doesn't seem like it. If she wants to give away the food she won't use, great. But she spends half the day every Saturday going from house to house complaining about the free food. I've been suggesting she take what she doesn't want to the town clerk's office or to a local church or looking at the Community Pandemic Help Facebook group for someone who is asking for help, but she shoots all of those down as too much work. Of all the bizarre things that happen in my neighborhood, this is the thing that really bothers me. The community that I grew up in has a lot of food and housing instability, and to think that someone from my old neighborhood is going hungry because her entitled ass is throwing out good food because she doesn't like it or she wants it gets under my skin like nothing else. That's really fucked up. How can you spend half your day complaining, but you don't have the time to go out and just... You don't even have to do much, just drop it off. Just drop it off at some place that's accepting food. That's all you gotta do. Really, it's not that much work. Well, that's the end of the video. Please like and subscribe and have a wonderful day. You hear me? You better have a wonderful day. I am being straightforward here. Have a wonderful day.